0: Hello and welcome to Smiley Sound, the Influences of Brett and Smiley. I'm your host, Brett Marcotte, and today we're going to be talking about sampling. In particular, with sampling, I have spoken kind of negatively in the past about it on this podcast, but I just want people to know that I do not think negatively of sampling in any way. Sampling is a great tool. Personally, I don't put it on my music at the moment because I want a catalog where I write everything and I don't personally want to have all that different kind of uh, legal stuff to get involved. But when it comes down to it, hip-hop is notoriously known for sampling. Everything about hip-hop is sampling. I think some of the biggest songs ever just stem from sampling. And that includes some of the biggest artists that I am influenced by. Jay Dilla, Kanye West, uh, Timbaland. You have Pharrell, you have... And then just rappers in general enjoy when producers sample stuff and make a beat for them. So I think that's like the biggest thing as well is not only sampling, finding ways to sample and how to sample and who to sample for. And what I mean by how to sample is there are multiple ways. In my home studio, I have a mixer... That I hook up to Ableton through my uh, interface. And from the mixer, I have two CDJs and I have a vinyl turntable. So if I want a sample, I could just, while DJing, flip on Ableton real quick and record something. And record a couple seconds just to sample it, go back and then make a beat from that. Or I can just take a regular sample from the vinyl or manipulate it a little bit in the mixer. There are many different ways to go about it. Or you're going to just take normal CDs. I have CDJs personally, so I can throw CDs in there. Or if you have a disc drive on your computer. I know that's starting to get slim nowadays. But uh, there are external disc drives as well that you can buy to sample CDs. And literally, just take the CD, download it the old school style like you used to with old iTunes. And when you're doing that, take that song, throw it into your DAW, Ableton, Logic, FL Studios, whatever you use and just manipulate it in any way you want pitch it up speed it up put it down slow it down you can uh chop it my personal favorite is chopping it and if you listen to uh new bars new beat that is the technique that i did stemming from a uh a dilla technique of just hitting a pocket perfectly of samples while you're just drumming straight across four different samples and then creating a beat around that but He did it a whole different way. I just started wanting to do my interpretation and then just like rap over it. But uh, those samples are free samples off of Splice. And I think if you are looking to do, uh, just start manipulating samples, Splice is probably your best outlet for it. I'm not promoted by Splice to say this stuff. This is just a personal preference. I use Splice all the time. And I love just taking random samples, whether it's just horns, strings, vocals, just chopping them up and putting them into beats. And I think on YouTube, I will start doing that because it's just, on, on YouTube, you don't have to uh, worry about that kind of uh, legal stuff. It's just when you start trying to do it for profit. But if you, you can literally take whatever you want. I have uh, a stack of vinyls. Right now, I'm looking at a, uh, a couple Jeff Beck records. And then I have Bob Marley, and I have Kitsy Ghost, Kanye West, of course. I have random trumpet players, piano players, just that I found that I'm like, yeah, this is a cool cover, like the old school, like crate digging type thing. And uh, it's become a, a great hobby of mine that uh, I've introduced to a couple of friends, Brassel especially, he, he's, him and I just went recently and got a bunch. And a great little thing to do for uh, therapy as well. You know, and just kind of go flip through some records, be like, oh, this is different. Just go home, chill, and listen to them for a little bit. It's a great experience. But that section of DJing, when it comes to crate digging and just finding stuff to DJ in, that's what people like Jay Dilla, Kanye West, Pharrell, back in the 90s, that's what they did. And RZA from the uh, Wu-Tang Clan, they went and found records and would just be like, I like that part. And they would just like record it, throw it into like a four track recorder and then like sample it in whatever way possible and then just like make beats out of that. And I think it's like the coolest thing. That It's like a, uh, a Beatles technique originally. If you don't know about the Beatles technique, what the Beatles used to do was have the four track recorder. I just learned this on Abbey Road uh, Studios special with Paul McCartney. They would take the four things that they wanted, they'd record three of them of the tracks and then record that Onto the fourth. So they have one recording. So then they would just continue to do that until they stacked up a bunch of different recordings. And then bam, you had songs like Strawberry Fields Forever. You had songs uh, all throughout that whole, I guess, generation, that whole year or two. (laughs) They were like that. Music's funny in that way, though. Music's funny in a way that it can be a quote-unquote generation of music, but it only lasts a year or two, and then you move on to whatever's next in music and sampling is definitely a factor <clears throat> of why that happens you can get thrown back and be like wow that, i know for a lot of i mean i don't know how many people listen to lauren hill when drake did nice for what and sampled that but i'm sure for the old for the not old people but <laughs> the old heads uh, older people in hip-hop i should say the people who are like would listen to hip-hop in the 90s, a lot of people of my age, I'm, I'm about 25, a lot of people my age don't listen to Lauryn Hill, I personally am going to give the whole Lauryn Hill album a uh, listen soon, that I feel that's a special album, from what I've been like reading about it, it's Diamond right now, I mean, I, I didn't, I just didn't listen to it growing up, you know, I wasn't into hip-hop like that when I was younger, I got into Kanye, I think, when I was like a junior, senior in high school, like, and I've just run with it ever since. I'm just like, this dude is literally incredible. I need to follow him, everything he does from here on out. Because it was like Jesus time. And uh, that's just how it goes with sampling. You know what I mean? Like, you just go ahead and you listen to these certain things that bring you back to whatever time frame that is. And sometimes you just... Me, personally, I'll get into a rabbit hole of just t- songs from that time frame. And Kanye especially. When he'll sample certain things it's like yo what was that and I think one of my favorite examples I don't know if I've spoken about this before on the podcast is a story I tell often I was listening to a Jay Dilla uh, it was like an electronic beat tape that he did and I was like well, all right, well, I need to know what's going on with this so listening to it essentially what it is for this song I think it's like the 7th or 8th song I think the 7th I listened to the first part of it and I was like yo I know that and it was a keyboard riff off of a Richie Blackmore rainbow song and I had to go back and listen because he just chopped it to like the like I think a four bar loop and then chopped there's a like a thing in the guitar with a ba-na-na-na, ba-na-na-na. he just chopped one little spot went like, bump and then it literally just hit perfectly though like you heard that? It was like the craziest, I was like, "That's that's gotta be it. I immediately went back and I screen recorded it actually, cause I was like, I have to share this with people. Cause this is just a, a for like rock and roll people that can like have that new outlet in hip hop of like, oh, if he's doing that, that's, that's how I look at it, like, you see somebody do it, it's like, if he's doing that, then it opens the door for, like, an, another ear to want something like that, I'm a huge Richie Blackmore fan, is an incredible band, uh, Ronnie James Dio especially, but, uh, it's just amazing hearing that kind of riffs with it in hip-hop, you know what I mean, you take any riff, like, I've been trying to look into, uh, what I want to use for Black Sabbath, I think Sweetleaf. I'm definitely gonna, uh, sample that, and honestly, because of Sweetleaf, I might write a song, uh, uh, rap about weed on it, we'll see, I don't know, it's a, uh, literally just came to my head thinking about that, but, uh, I think Sweetleaf, Leaf, Snowblind, Warpix is a great song, um, Paranoid, the actual song Black Sabbath, those are all ones I'm looking to, like, chop up and then just like throw on a a, a, a drum pad and just have some fun with it i think other things i think of sampling too like i have a bunch of jeff beck records i have flash right now uh song people be ready by rod stewart i'm chopping that up i have a couple projects chopped up with that one right now and uh so pretty much what i would like to do with that is just kind of that'll be my youtube type thing as uh, i've been i've been doing beats on YouTube for about a month or two now and the biggest thing that I, I did with it was just used all the Ableton software and there's so many outlets that you can use especially so I just got the push from Brassel recently the push two, and uh, this is my just getting it on record I think I've texted him a lot I, I just I don't even know how many times at this point I just can repeatedly text him thank you because he got me a great deal on this and I uh, held it for me for a little bit so this is another one. Thank you, Brassel. You're the shit, and he, he's also the one that got me the DJ equipment as well. And uh, yeah, Brassel's the bomb for helping me out with all that. But uh, anyway, when I you can use the push now with sampling, and I can use it with uh, I mean the free, not the free version, but the trial version of uh, eleven. And uh, once I get the full version of Ableton 11, it's game over. I'm making the craziest shit. But uh, I want to make sure I got some with my quote unquote old setup on YouTube. Uh, I had taken a couple weeks off from everything just to kind of. I went to Vegas and uh, just wanted to work beforehand and uh, make sure that I was all set for when I got on vacation. But when uh, it to the podcast and the YouTube, I essentially figured ah, I'm just going to put that on hold and uh, get used to the push a little more to it as well, and I love this thing. It's literally like the game changer to my, uh, my beat making and song creating and everything else. I think I, th- I thought of, d- of us uh, eventually purchasing an NPC live when uh, you can start live performing again and using that and, and one other instrument with a loop pedal, and uh, that being my live setup. But I, must, I might just use this. This is incredible i was gonna try to keep this at home and use a live live on uh, obviously live performances but holy crap this is incredible literally everything about this machine not a native instance machine (laughs) this machine here the push 2 is little producer humor there but the push 2 is just an absolute game changer with sampling there are two little uh, knobs that you can use to chop the sample and i can literally chop it and like hit the drum at the same time which before when I was using regular Ableton, uh, nine I've, I think I've used it since eight honestly, but eight, nine, and ten, I just I would do it manually on the key keypad, and uh, you know just chop it as close and fine as I can. But with this, I can zoom in with it. This is a huge game changer for sampling. So. I will incorporate sampling into my music and I will incorporate it into live stuff eventually, depending on how I can do it. I have to look into legal stuff with shit like that. But uh, I love putting samples into stuff, it is a lot of fun. It's just something that you, you don't hear. You're On Deadly Narcotic, I made sure it was all royalty free samples. And it's a great project because it was like my little flex to do that, of like, all right, because I wanted to. I wanted to have something that was like, all right. I need a hip-hop like boom bap reference or just whatever else those beats were but i wanted to just make it dope and cool and different like each of the 14 songs and i don't know, I think i did a pretty good job but either way i got it to ghostface he said it was cool i fuck with that so like i guess i don't know if it was him or not but either way it was sent to his instagram he has that for reference hit me up if you ever need a ghostface i definitely got you on some shit Especially some sampling. If he ever wants me to sample stuff, I'm never saying no to that. But, uh, yeah, sampling has never gotten away from the public. You know what I mean? When it comes to hip-hop artists, like, everyone samples. And everyone's going to continue to sample. It doesn't matter what way. uh, If anyone legally goes for anything, I know Kanye used to just not clear samples. For example, he did it with King Crimson. I just found this out recently from a friend. Uh, Jacob Johnson, he was telling me that uh, through Facebook that he just took the sample of the 21st century schizoid man and I didn't even put two and two together I just never, I just always heard the distorted vocal uh, in that spot where he says the 21st century schizoid man I'm just like, I, I didn't understand what it, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't understand what it was for years, I was going of like it weirdly fits in there, and then just like continued, but that's an, an, a, the huge album with sampling that. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say things go wrong when it comes to that. Some artists, when samples don't get cleared, they just create something else close. to and That's what I enjoy doing, is creating something close to it. And then putting that out. But like The Weeknd, for example, years ago, with House of Balloons had a huge issue with uh, taking... I don't even know what the samples were. I'm not going to lie. But uh, whatever the samples were... They recreated them, and then I guess that became trilogy, from what I've gathered. Like the the end of trilogy, but I he recently like last week put up the uh, uh, House of Balloons mixtape. I can kind of hear the difference of the original samples and what they did, but uh, either way, I they're incredible projects. Weekend is crazy good with that stuff, and and to know that he is also another one to just incorporate like little stuff with sampling but to make it like his own sound it's incredible and i feel like a lot of ca- canadian artists are very good with that very good with uh sampling anything really and then just like creating like their own thing there's certain things with drake that i'll go back and listen to and uh just kind of be like wow it's a really cool way that they manipulated that but i'm gonna get the out for the record there i don't know if i actually have gotten this out for the record personally i'm not a drake fan the way I look at it is, if you're a football player, you're going to watch a com- competitions film. And that's what I do with Drake. He, I look at him more as a competitor than anything else in the end of the day. I know I'm in no position to say that at all. But if there's anyone who it's like, I, I need to make sure that I either work with him or I'm just looking to get numbers like him one day, it's Drake. But personally, I just... I don't know, every, like, Mark, uh, my roommate, he told me recently, he was like, dude, go back and listen to, I don't know, the, what, uh, what the fuck's that album name, with his heads in the cloud and shit, from 2013, it's not worth, like, me going back and looking my phone in, but, uh, he was like, just listen to it nowadays with a non-judgmental ear, I still fucking hated it, I really did, I did not, like, if I hear I got my eye on you one more time, I'm gonna freak the fuck out, I hate that song there's so many songs on there that it's just like I listen to it I'm like this is just never going to be good to me in any way and I mean <clears throat> I understand like where people enjoy what he does it's just not for me I grew up on whole different uh, sounds and styles and people I understand it was something new and people loved it and then I guess the Grassy thing or whatever he was on I don't know supposedly he was on Grassy. I've never watched the show I don't give a shit but regardless people uh tell me just i i always have to ask i'm like why are you a drake fan like what makes you a drake fan and i mean most of the time it's just people like oh because he's great yeah I've, I've, that's the what i've gathered but <laughs> but the offer's open i mean i'm never gonna say no if i ever get a, any ovo uh emails or from him 40 whoever i don't give a shit literally whoever like if they're like hey drake wants something i'm not gonna say no yep here you go i'm gonna give him like 50 beats and be like pick whatever the fuck you want because I respect the shit out of him, really. Like, if you've look, if you've paid attention to Drake in the past couple of years, he, literally he just hops on songs with people, and then that artist is the biggest thing. Future, little baby, Atlanta, really. Like, <laughs> and it's crazy. I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say he shaped these artists, but it's like if you look at their numbers, it was like their numbers were kind of like consistent, but in a different way. But once he gives with Future. Bam! Number one album. Doesn't matter what it is. I think Future's, everything Future's done since What a Time to Be Alive has gone number one. Just some capacity. He, he holds a lot of number one albums within the first week or two. But that's why, is because he fucks with artists like that. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I've definitely talked a lot of shit about Drake in the past, but don't get me wrong. It's, I'm not gonna, like, Lil Dirk, like, a lot of people didn't know who Lil Dirk was before whatever that single was they did recently. And there's a bunch of singles like that. Like, literally, Drake just dominates. Like, I think he's beaten a bunch of records for number ones. Like, a ridiculous amount of records. And my hat's off to him for that, honestly. Like, you can't deny that he's a freaking phenomenal artist. But, I don't know, just not my thing, personally. But 40, from what I've heard recently, 40 takes samples, puts them in, and then takes them out a lot, and I respect the shit out of that, so that's, I didn't learn that way, so my way, the reason I, like I said, legal shit is my biggest thing with sampling, because I don't want to have to go through that crap, but when sampling, I guess, like, like the biggest thing with me is I enjoy the creation of music, like, I grew up in high school going to a music theory class, arranging composition class, instrumental workshop classes, and, uh, in the instrumental workshop, we just jammed. It was, like, the coolest shit. Like, the best high school class ever. And more curriculums throughout the country should incorporate instrumental workshop for musicians. Like, I, I just didn't want to be the band nerd in, in high school. I'm going to be honest. Like, I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll just do play guitar. And then they literally, like, all these guitar classes start popping up. And I'm just like, mm, let me go check these out. And I love them. I really, I, I really like, to this day, like, I'm friends with the teacher on Facebook. Like, he is the shit. Like, I respect him so much for doing that for us because, like, we would have not had an outlet where I could have met. Like, to this day, I keep in touch with a lot of those musicians. And that's the way I, like, Facebook. That's the way that I do it. And I make sure that it's like, if you, got, you want to jam, like, you know where I'm at, hit me up. I'm definitely down to do it. But that's my thing. I'm a very music creative person. So when it comes to sampling, I didn't understand it until I don't know, maybe I was twenty or nineteen. I mean, I knew what it was. It was just I thought it was just stealing music, essentially. Like Sean Kingston did the uh, "Dear Maker" or whatever the fuck the uh, Led Zeppelin song is—the uh, more like reggae, like swing version. But uh, I the straight up was like, "Oh, he stole that. That's crazy." I think my dad was trying to explain it to me that he didn't. But so I was kind of like, nah, he stole it. <laughs> I just didn't give a shit. But um, he, uh, hearing stuff like that growing up and then just being a guitarist and being someone who wants to just write music, yeah, it just put me in a box for a long time. Once I started exploring the other options and exploring like other ways that I could do things. And for me personally, a lot of stuff right now is just in the uh, the drawing phases. You know what I mean? Like I want to eventually do some uh, – and I have a lot of apps on my phone downloaded for this to just literally look over how I can pull from them in ways to create my own personal app for people to create music or software on your laptop for people to create music that's why I enjoy diving through them so much Ableton is like the daily driver but you gotta have some other cars in the garage too logic I don't have NBC on it right now I did um I used to have machine back in the day like very like cracked version i think that's what killed my old laptop uh <laughs> i have fl on here too because of Brassel. uh you just gotta check out certain things as instruments as well because that's what they are these are instruments sampling is an instrument at the end of the day don't let anyone tell you any different it's an art as well like it's his own art like i love watching people like literally like i'll just like drop everything i'm doing and watch people sample sometimes if someone's in the room doing it because there's a, like if you hear a sample and there's eight people i've definitely spoken on this before on this but there's eight people in the room and they all take the sample you're gonna get eight different ideas no one is gonna have the same idea and if they do it's just that's incredible in itself but when it comes to sampling don't be afraid honestly don't be afraid to just give it a shot for a little while just to get you on your feet and create beats around a sample and uh create music off that way i just enjoy making my own synthesizers and making my own bases and making my own i make i really just enjoy all of it so much fun it really is and uh eventually sample packs are out i want to look into and, and uh plugins as well and uh yeah it's just one of those things of like when it comes to that uh it's it's not exactly the musician oriented person's ideal situation when it comes to that type of uh because you got to learn a lot of different stuff of like app development, coding, uh, software development as well when it comes to plugins and uh, like the Ableton type stuff and things like that. I would definitely one day like to work for the, for Ableton or one of the software companies. I'm uh, looking into, like I've just been kind of like coding for uh, fun here and there just to kinda like get my feet wet for it. I had my my aunt around Christmas, she suggested, she's like, just look into it. Like that's the knowledge I wish I had. And I was like, yo, I, it's not a bad idea. So doing some like free stuff on Khan Academy and all that and I recommend it honestly it's great knowledge to have as well because computers are just like like literally like my whole setup runs off of my Mac at the end of the day and almost lost my Mac recently I'm gonna speak on that real quick I uh updated it from whatever the most recent one was and when I updated it it just I would go to turn my laptop back on and then it would just be like having an issue, needed to restart, and it would just repeatedly do that, and I'm like, well, damn. So, luckily, backed everything up onto the hard drive, all the beats are safe. I already did that anyway beforehand, but uh, I went to Best Buy and was like, please just back it all up, and if there's anything you can do to get back to life, I would appreciate it. And i uh, alright, let's see, and it worked. So, can't argue with that. Thank you, Best Buy, and Geek Squad. But, uh, laptop is back and working. Now I can do a lot of other Uh, outlets. Another thing too is um, I'm going to be releasing some music soon. I don't know what capacity. I don't know if it's going to be all singles, if it's going to be EPs, albums. I got a lot on deck though. So as we speak, this is kind of my uh, moving forward through the year and just getting serious with it and getting more writing, getting more beat tapes and uh, just having fun with it. You know, more music for the people. And uh, I I hope to just do whatever outlet i can at the moment i'm gonna start streaming soon i'm probably gonna do it on uh probably tomorrow actually it's doing like facebook or instagram or something can be making some beats and uh after that i mean eventually i'm gonna get on twitch i would just like a following first and then uh yeah i'm just gonna do it literally on uh i have a link tree now with everything on it go to my uh, any of my socials the link tree is in the bio i actually have to make one for the socials now but Either way, the link tree has links to this podcast, has links to my streaming services, has links to the YouTube, the, my BeatStars, uh, a Patreon that I will soon launch, and Twitch. So, if you are a fan of mine, save that link tree into whatever way possible, and go ahead and listen to my stuff whenever, view my stuff whenever, whatever you want to do. But, uh, what I'm going to start doing with a podcast, instead of releasing it on Fridays, I'm going to start releasing it on Mondays. So it's coming Monday's is going to be the first of doing that. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to make sure that every week I keep either keep up, and if I slip here and there like I did in the past couple of weeks, whoops, sorry, had to focus on the money. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I enjoy doing this a lot. I enjoy uh, everybody who's listened. Thank you to everyone who's listened. I really do appreciate every listener I've had so far. But uh, anyway, Back to sampling. Do not be afraid to sample. Essentially the Beatles used to do that in a way of like reversing songs and like pulling riffs from songs. Like Blackbird was a riff pulled from like a box song that he just would play on guitar and he was hit a wrong note and was like, hmm, that kind of works. I've done it. A lot of guitarists I know have done it. We used to do it in instrumental. We used to literally like fuck up on notes and be like, yo, that was sick, and then just like make a quick little riff. It was like awesome, honestly. Have that kind of chemistry in a room, especially at the, you know, the high school age. Shit's crazy. So much fun. But uh, I highly recommend if you are a musician, if you're a producer, uh, even if you're individually a musician or a producer, go fucking meet each other. Please. It is so much more fun to hang out with people who have those kind of knowledges all like hodgepodge in a spot. I don't care if you hang out with rappers, singers, fucking whatever you do. But if you're a musician... For example, you play guitar, trumpet, uh, bass, piano, whatever the hell else. and Or if you're a producer and you just work in softwares or synths, get together. Create a band, create a collective, create a group, create a synth pop, whatever. Just make sure that you are just progressing forward and then making whatever type of dope music possible. Sampling is something of a tool that you can make any dope thing possible. Pull anything you want from any song. Fuck with it. Chop it up. Throw it in a beat. And like I said, I'm going to be doing little workshops on this here and there. And just making sure that I'm also doing the same. Pushing forward music in whatever way possible. And just making whatever dope outlet for it. But until next time, I will be uh, getting into my outer space beat tape. Sorry for the accent there. I was like kind of burping. (laughs) Outer space beat tape. And, uh... We will uh, dive into those synths and the sounds. But until next time, my name is Brett Marcotte, and this is Smiley Sound, the influences of Brett and Smiley. You have a great day.